Five oh. Five oh. Welcome to AA for Entrepreneurs. I am Adam. And I am Drew, sometimes known as the gangster of love. It's true. Andy, Andrew, Drew, Andy, Drew. He's been known by many names. <laughs> there, there's, so, there's so many at this point. And you know what? Some people, actually most people don't know, is that a lot of people in my family call me Neen. Is there a reason? Yeah, actually my, my cousin Jasmine, she, when, when we were little, we grew up together. She's the same age as I am. But when, when she was little, she couldn't say Andy. So she'd say Nini. Mm. And then my dad just kind of ran with that. Now people call me Neen. So welcome to AA for <laughs> Entrepreneurs. We have a, a big thank you to uh, one of our sponsors today, Kasher. Yes, huge, huge, huge thank you. You guys can't see it, but you can hear it. And just kind of see it with the microphones, but we have our own audio finally. Yes, <laughs> it's super exciting. I think it's going to be a little bit different just getting used to holding a mic, but oh, it, it sounds crisp. And that won't even be permanent because you know I, I already looked it up. Three microphone stands is forty-five dollars total. That's nothing. Yeah. So we'll have this upgraded, and we'll get microphone stands and everything, so that way when guests come on too, they're not having to. Because they're going to be like, yeah, what's our, what's our? oh yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> right. And uh, the good thing about holding a mic is that you really get a really strong right bicep. It's and shoulder, shoulders, too. You can almost feel it. It almost actually doesn't feel like much just because of my newborn, you know, just oh, holding yeah, that. Like, right. she's getting big now. It's like 16 pounds holding me onto that. Like you, You've got an edge. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm getting toned. <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of toned. Your trip to Denali, Denali is coming up so fast. That is really close. So right now, it, we're recording this. It's uh, 4.23. I leave on 5.23. So we are exactly a month away. It's, I can't believe I, I can remember it being August, thinking, like, all right, got to start training. And then here we are. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, like, like oh, month, yeah, I'm going to start training away. for Denali. I, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do it. And then it's like a month later, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, here and then we then you're go. like, I think there was a point where you were like, ah, oh, I think I missed registration for it, right? Was that this year? Yeah, because it w the thing happened was uh, the government shut down. So who runs, the gov who runs the Denali Ranger Station is the government. Oh, I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when, when that whole thing went down, we were we thought like, oh, no. I think we, we may have missed the, missed the opportunity, but thankfully, uh, my climbing partner, the team leader, ended up applying and sending out his registration form, and it made, made the cut before. Hell yeah. Is that Shay? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, Shay. Alex Shay. <laughs> Word, dude. You, we got to have him it. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he does have a very entrepreneurial mind. He's just more conservative, mm. so he likes to play things safe in a, in a long large kind of which is okay plan of sure. it. This yeah this he's a he's very entrepreneurial he's just one day i think one day i don't know if he'll watch this but one day he will uh i think he'll make the leap into a venture and just be like I just be like this. hey we talked about you on the podcast and then don't say anything else he'll have to listen yeah yeah <laughs> you don't know it's if it's good bad in between <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but man so Talking about things that are uh, not playing it safe, let's, let's get more into your training. Training. <laughs> Four weeks yeah. away from climbing the largest mountain landmass-wise, right, from t bottom to top. Yep, like mass, even just if you were to take the whole thing, 
cut it off at the bottom. It's like it's got the most mass of ever, any other mountain in the world. So you're not playing it safe for training. What, what ways are hard. you pushing yourselves in, the, in these final 28 days before you leave to make sure you're fully prepared? Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of the things that I'm doing is uh, a lot of cardio, a lot of leg strength. That's kind of a given. Um, but it goes deeper than that. You want to you wanna be biologically ready, too, because mm. for the, the lack of food that you might experience on Denali, Plus uh, the, altitude. the altitude, too. I've been doing a lot of research as far as how altitude affects the body, and it's really fascinating. Not only is the, the, the molecules of oxygen and nitrogen in the air different, it's, it's less. So you could have one liter, like one liter balloon, and let's say you have this is a very low number, 10,000 oxygen molecules in that one liter of air at sea level. If you were to take that same concentration of air at altitude, you'll have 5,000. Wow. So the concentration of air is the same. There's just less oxygen, less And useful. that happens within not only your lungs, but your blood and everything, your whole physiological. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the whole physiological thing is, is really fascinating and the mechanisms at which your body uses to compensate. But another thing that happens is because the air is, is so much further apart, think of it being underwater, mm. right? You have all of this water on top of you, and that helps you breathe, not being underwater, obviously, but having this air on top of you forces air in your lungs mm. because it's more weight, it's, yep. it's more pressure. When you're up at altitude, there's less pressure, so your lungs have to work harder to get less oxygen. Hmm. So that's like double hard. And at the summit of Denali, the air is about 50%. Uh, oxygen saturation, as, as it is in at uh, sea level. So the thing is, you need to really focus on is, is strengthening your lungs, because just like any other muscle in your body, your your diaphragm gets tired. Yep. And just so you guys know, we talk about sea level because we're in, we're in Massachusetts. Even climbing, you know, Blue Hills is only like 700 feet above. Sea. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I live where I lived changed. in Colorado was like 5,500 feet above elevation. You know, so it's a much different element to have to train for such a, a high elevation from literally the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like a lot of a lot of the time you kind of look up the you know those training masks. Some people call them yep. call them elevation masks, but there's a lot of backlash on it. They say like, oh this is useless. It doesn't really train you for altitude. And there's an element of truth to that. But what it does train you for, it, it does train you for a high altitude. It doesn't train you like altitude. Mm. So it doesn't trigger uh, your body's response to being at altitude naturally, but it does strengthen the lungs, and that is ultimately super important. It's almost like the mask is, perfect, is a perfect training mechanism for mountaineers. But they can't market it that way, right? Because how, how many mountaineers are there in yeah. the world? There's a lot more runners, Olympic athletes. So they, they want to kind of market it towards them. And, and for them, it might not be worth it. Yeah, true. Because if, if you're not really, like, trying to go hard at elevation, like, what would really be the advantage to using one of those masks, just having a higher lung capacity? Yeah, so when you put one on a uh, biological and biological standpoint, you're your tidal volume increases. So that's pretty much like when you're at rest and you just inhale, you, there's more volume, you can go, yep. right? So tidal volume is like that comfortable 
I'm resting kind of sleep. Mm. What happens when you're, you don't get enough oxygen is that tidal volume increases. So when you're using the mask, it decreases the amount of oxygen that you take in. So your tidal volume increases massively. Mm. So by increasing every time you breathe in, your lungs expand more and more and more. The fibers stretch out. And just like how your muscle grows, the capacity for air inside your lungs also expand. So when you're using that mask, you're increasing the strength of the diaphragm because it takes more effort to bring air in, but you're also <sighs> taking as much air as you ca can in naturally. It's, it's, you don't even have to fight, it just happens. Mm. And it's the same when you're at altitude, you just take deeper breaths and you use more of that lung space. It's very interesting. Yeah. I, I haven't used one yet. I've seen you use it and it's fucking intense. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's annoying. Like to be in a gym and have just hearing, <laughs> come on, dude. The first time he's using it, I'm like, is Andy okay? He sounds like he's hyperventilating. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound good. Like, um, it, but like back to training, the thing is like doing the same training. So it's such a grind. Boring. It is so boring. And it's tough to kind of go out there. But what I found in my training is that if I add an element or if I add a style of training that's new, I'm kind of excited to like, oh, I, I want to try it. It's like if somebody buys a brand new bicycle, oh, I can't wait to get on my new bicycle. Yep. I've uh, this new training me mechanism that I'm using. Mechanism. I've been reading too much science literature. <laughs> uh, this too new, much PubMed lately. <laughs> yeah. So this this new thing, I ordered one of those counter clickers. It's like a cheap aluminum manufactured in China. Kind of. And I'm going to count my breaths as I climb to the top of Blue Hill. So it's like Adam said, it's 700 feet. But what it's going to do is it's going to give me a number. Every time I take an uh, inhalation, yep. I'm going to click, click, and click. And that's going to give me a number of how many breaths it takes to get to the top of Blue Hills. That reminded me of uh, that commercial, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? If you've ever wondered how many breaths it takes to get to the top of Blue Hills, we're going to know soon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to find out. And once I have that number, I'm going to work on getting that lower, lower and lower without blacking out. I'm, I feel like you should probably bring somebody with you for the first couple times. Yeah. Just in case. I've gotten to the point where like, I have a feeling like with the Wim Hof breathing method yep. and like your breath holds, you get a really good sense of, okay, I need. I really need to breathe now. There's a certain level of how much you can fight that oxygen hunger, and then there's a point where like, okay, all right, I'm not gonna fight it anymore. I need to inhale, or I'm gonna black out. So, and it's it's quick. I, you're right. I should train do that with someone because if I do go unconscious with that mask on, that's not gonna be good. No. But I can kind of like rip it off real quick. That's gambling. But <laughs> if you're going unconscious, usually you don't have a chance to prepare. Yeah, the one time happens. I've ever passed out, I, I don't. I just was like, oh, I got to throw up, and then I was like, wait, I'm on the ground. The ground. What am I doing here? Yeah, <laughs> like it's just that quick. It's, it happens quick. I mean, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like those deep divers. Yeah. When you go diving, and you try to go, how, how deep can I go? You always have a buddy. Yeah. You have to. You got to be safe. And just for anybody wondering, we, we talk about mountaineering a lot on the podcast. One, because it's one of Andy's deepest passions. And we want you guys to find your passions because not only are we working hard within our business to learn things about business, 
we're trying to discover ourselves to figure out what we like to do. I haven't really discovered what I like to do except work. So I just work. <laughs> but mountaineering is, is a love and a passion. But not only that, you have to make so many adjustments on what seems like a daily basis. When I talk to you, it seems like you're always being like, oh, well, this didn't work, so I had to adjust it this way. It worked a little better. I'm going to try this next time. Just like fucking business. It's exactly like business. And you almost said business. <laughs> exactly like business. <laughs> it's like fitness. Uh, whenever you're out on the, on the mountain, it's, it never goes exactly as planned. So the big thing with mountaineering or just being in the mountains, being in nature, is that you want to be prepared. Yeah. You want to be prepared for any situation. You want to know. Prepare to be unprepared. Yeah, you want to know all your knots, just like in business. You want to know, like, oh, if this happens, how am I going to respond? So sorry, guys, about the uh, the audio mishap. Sometimes things happen just like in business and in mountaineering, where you have to work on getting yourself out of situations. And that's, Solutions. And that's the, uh, the whole tie-in between mountaineering, business, podcasting, pretty much every, everything is that it trains that part of your brain that deals with things. Like, okay, here's a problem. Let's deal with it what, with what we have. Right. Instead of shutting down and being like, oh, that's not what I planned for. Oh, man, I'm going to just be sad. It's about being like, that's not what I planned for, but I kind of had thought about it, so let me just adjust it this way and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tra it trains that, that muscle. Yeah. Like, you know, you could be using your audio setup on a really shitty computer that has no memory and it runs out of memory and stops you from recording. Because I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's what happened. It's, uh, you know, and then you just adjust from there. It shuts off again. We figure out a way to delete more shit, you know? And you, know you know what I just thought of? And it's something that literally was just said, like, oh, I've got everything planned today. Everything, uh, everything is going as planned. I did say that today. <laughs> yeah, like right before we started shooting. Man, I thought of everything today. <laughs> I didn't think about that storage, though. <laughs> yeah, hey, you don't know what you don't know. But technically, I kind of thought about it because I brought SD cards by yeah. accident. I don't even have a camera anymore. And you know what? That's exactly the whole how do I get out of this situation using what I have. Yep. Boom. And we're so blessed to have issue, everything that we even have, solved. you know? Yeah. Like we have we have cameras and lighting and audio and all this shit that we never even had a six space. months ago. A space, dude. A, a platform, people listening. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> we are super fortunate. We're so grateful for y'all if we've never mentioned that. Um, but yeah, it, it really, like mountaineering ties so much into business because it's just all about adjusting daily. We've been doing it. You know, we've been working diligently on our business plan and financial plan to be able to finally shop for investors and and going through gatekeeper meetings and, and making little adjustments here and there and then you know big adjustments in other places and just not panicking about it like maybe it didn't go as planned maybe not yeah but oh well what are you gonna do cry about it no you can't cry well, i mean you could cry about it but you got to do something while you're crying yeah. <laughs> you gotta get yourself out of the trap yeah exactly. out of the problem exactly and a big big problem we've been facing with the business is seeds seeds are just they're super hard to Hard to come by. For us, they are because uh, we're, we're only looking to grow a small scale this year. We're looking to grow smaller to be able to scale it up. We're only doing a tenth acre. So we only need like 150, 200 seeds, which to y'all watching might seem like a lot, 
But for these companies, they do thousands and thousands and thousands of seeds because if you have five acres, you're probably growing 5,000 plants, you're gonna get 10,000 seeds, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and we're only growing a 10th of an acre, we're growing 40 to 50 plants and we only need 150 seeds, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you, we, you can see the problem where you're like, companies aren't really invested. They're like not chomping at the bit to work with us seed-wise, but the processing side of things that we've been working on, seems like everybody wants a piece. Yeah. And that's where like, you know, our, our focus has to be, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, both of us, I think, just like love growing so much that we're like, oh, I just wanna focus everything on growing right now. Yeah, and it's important too, because it's a, it's a reserve, mm -hmm. you know? So if yep. all else fails, we still have a something. Yeah, we're not gonna be negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have we have some sort of money to, to keep pla going. Planning ahead. Yeah, but the the whole the whole business plan. What an adventure! The business plan and the pitch. What an adventure that has become. Man, I I've think learned a lot. You know, sitting through gatekeeper meetings has been crazy, or maybe not even like. We've been through a couple gatekeeper meetings. I don't even know if Chris is considered a gatekeeper meeting because he's an investor himself too, you know, but everybody just has like, it seems like this belief in what we're doing. Like every time we, we bring up this business plan to a possible investor or an interested party or a possible partner or, or a store we're working with, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like no questions asked. Like maybe adjust this a little bit, but it's not like, hey, that's not gonna work, guys. You guys are crazy. You're way off. Nothing you're doing makes sense. It doesn't sound right. Everybody's like, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. You're yeah. There. <laughs> it's it's kind of like driving cross country, and you're going to Colorado, but you end up in like Utah. Ah, you're a little off, little but you're too far. You're close. Somehow you're you close. ended up in Wyoming, and uh, if you accidentally go there, you might be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like we're, we managed to find ourselves in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> we just at, ended up in Wyoming where there's 100 people within the next 500 miles. Damn it. Oh, it's doing it again. Running out of disk space. I don't understand. I have it recording to my SD card. But, uh, I mean, honestly, we have a, a ton of work to do today, and we kind of wanted to check in with you guys. So Yeah, and just give a – we wanted to give a forecast of the upcoming weeks too because as I'm going to be – Things are changing. Yeah, I'm going to be leaving. A lot of, lot of stuff's happening right now. Yep. Right now, Andy is leaving for Denali in four weeks, four, three weeks. So we're trying to, you know, kind of prepare this podcast for when he's gone for those few weeks. So you may see more of just Andy and I over these next few weeks. We have a lot going on and a lot to talk about. Probably a little bit shorter podcast because we're working on a lot before Andy, uh, you know, goes on that flight to Alaska. And I'm excited for him to do that. I'm really excited for you, dude. I really am. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't be more excited for it. This has been something that I've like dreamed about since I was a uh, freshman in college. So that's like almost 10 years now. Yeah. That I've just been like, looking at it through pictures, being like, wow, that I'm never going to claim that. Just kind of looking. It's like... It's like Everest, and, and it's, finally, it's finally here. I'm excited to go, but I'm also excited to put the notch under my belt, you know, and, and really start focusing on other things because something that I've reali really kind of uh, jumped into in the, these past few months is that I've taken on a little too much all altogether, mm. and I, I kind of do that 
normally, like I usually do do that and I kind of find a zone. Same thing with working out. You kind of go a little too hard and then you tone it back just a little bit to make it manageable. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that, and that's a big chunk of pie, Denali, once that's out of the picture, that is good. there's going to be a void on my dinner plate. I think it won't really, we're going to be so busy by the time you come back and you're going to be so fired up that it's just yeah. going to like transition perfectly into so it. Well. And I'm so excited for it because like, uh, like we've said on the podcast before, like Andy has to train a lot. This, this is life and death for Andy and, and, and it's also an experience for him and it's something that's going to literally change his whole life. <laughs> and it's something that I've had to just respect and, and learn about. Part of the respect thing is just learning about what you're even doing because it seems so crazy if you're just like, yeah, I'm climbing a mountain. Like, what? <laughs> so it's, you know, we, we haven't been able to fully even focus on our business as much as we could. And it's only going to get more focused once that's what you're saying. That's off your plate and, and, yeah, your, and your mind is clear. You're not thinking about, oh, man, like, what if I, did, what if I skip training today? Like, this could mean bad things. <laughs> yeah, things, I mean, just, just the way that my brain happens to work. It needs to be filled up. I need to be constantly doing things. But, and that's, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to not have to train as hard for this anymore. So all of that time that's devoted to training and research and planning and and making food for three weeks. That's a lot of food. There's a, a lot of work that still needs to be done. Yep. And once that's all set, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be just ready and uh, just thriving and ready to put work into the, into the business. It's just Absolutely. right around the corner and the podcast too. I just saw that we lost memory again. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up this podcast. <laughs> all right. We gotta get out of here. We got, we got some business planning to do. We got, uh, you know, some people that we got to meet with on the phone after we finish our pitch. So we're going to get going. We'll talk to you guys next week. It'll be Andy and I again next week. And uh, we will work out these kinks of audio. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll check you out next time. Peace.